Welcome to your best riding life. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, you'll receive tips and strategies from experts in the riding and publishing industry to help boost your best riding life. Let's get started. If you're considering the self-publish route, today's industry expert is going to rock your world. How to use self-publishing to land a traditional contract. This is going to be amazing. Athena Dean Holtz is a publisher, speaker, author, podcaster, pastor's wife, and former radio host. For over 30 years, she has worked in the book business, spearheading the independent publishing movement in the Christian market. In 2014, Athena co-founded Redemption Press to fill an author-centered niche in publishing. Athena, welcome to your best writing life. Linda, it is a joy to be on with you today. I tell you, we have history behind us, but we're not going to spend a lot of time with that. I love you, my friend, and I'm so glad that you're here. It is a pleasure to have you on, Athena. And I will tell you, our listeners are enjoying the opportunity that they get to have to hear a little bit more about our guests than maybe what their bios provide. I understand that you and your hubby have interesting discussions. So I'd like you just to share a little bit of that with us. (laughs) Well, I um, turned in my least mini for another least mini, and this was mid-2019. I got the brand new 2020 new color, which was this amazing turquoise color. And I was so excited about it. And he just kept looking at me saying, that's not turquoise. That is seafoam green. And it was like, what are you thinking? There's no way that's seafoam green. I mean, we had this long discussion and I finally made it to Facebook where I had people, I had to tell the story and show the car and let people that I knew vote where, of course, I won because it was not seafoam green. It was turquoise, but it's interesting how a lot of guys saw seafoam green, but the women saw turquoise blue. I tell you, perspective is a funny thing, isn't it? (laughs) It is. And we can get caught up in perspective in so many ways. I guess what my husband would say to me too, we have those similar discussions and I would say, well, you know, perception truly is in the eye of the beholder. So it's how we look at things, how we see things. God gives us that unique gift to discover life specifically through our eyes. And then he's created this amazing creation of color that even when we're placed in front of the same color, we see it differently. Well, Athena, with what we're going to cover today, I think that dovetails right into the eyes of the publishers. What are publishers looking for? In particular today, we're going to look at how we can use self-publishing to land a traditional publishing contract. I am so glad that you're here. Let's go straight into the content and we're going to talk publishing. How did you personally experience the strategy of using self-publishing to land a traditional contract? Well, I have to admit, it was not a strategy at that moment because all we knew back in 1986 was that we had a ministry for Vietnam veterans and we needed a resource 
to help those that we ministered to. And publisher after publisher after publisher kept rejecting the manuscript and saying, you know, this is just too small of a niche, really not not what we're looking for. And there were some, you know, kind of mean-spirited responses too. I mean, Vietnam veterans were, you know, there were still some perception issues with them back in the 80s. So finally, we ended up meeting a guy, and I can't even remember how we met him, but he worked for the Um, General Baptist Convention in their publications division. And he said, you know, this is a great concept because it was sharing post-traumatic stress. This was before PTSD was even uh, a word out there, Uh, but it was explaining the symptoms of post-traumatic stress and what you could do about it and how you could manage those symptoms and, and bringing in the Lord as well. So he looked at this and said, you know, this is great content, but the manuscript needs a ton of work. So I'll tell you what, he said, I could do the rewrite. I can get the cover design for you. I can get the layout done. I can get you an ISBN number and I can get you 10,000 copies for a buck a piece. And we're like, sweet. Did we have $10,000? No, but we just knew that was the answer for us. We needed product. We were going to the wall, the traveling wall, and we were ministering to all these veterans. We needed to be able to give them something beyond what was available out there, which was Veterans Administration just saying, you know, take drugs and cope with it. We wanted to give them some hope, you know? Right. So so we actually, um, someone walked in the office and donated the entire amount of money, which blew our minds. And we actually went through that 10,000 copies in less than two years. We were down to one case, 50 books, when we were in the green room getting ready to go on the 700 Club to be interviewed about our part in the Veterans Conference at CBN. And we met a guy who was actually managing a music group called the Garmo and Key. And he said, you've gone through 10,000 copies in two years? I think I can sell this to a publisher. And we're like, yay, because, because we, <laughs> we didn't save any of that money. We lived on that money for two years. He was a total answer to prayer, even though we didn't know that's what we needed. And he, uh, the very next weekend, was going to the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, pitched it to the senior editor at Multnomah. And Larry Libby said, huh, okay, well, let me take a look. I'm interested. He read it on his way home. Just so happened his brother was a Vietnam veteran. (laughs) So another, you know, obvious. God moment. God, (laughs) yeah. And uh, he got back to the office and said, we want it. Um, They paid a $5,000 advance for it, which, of course, he was acting as an agent. So he got a thousand of that. But that was absolute answer to prayer. They uh, repackaged it a bit. They didn't change the content much. They changed the cover and relaunched it. Over the next eight years, they sold 40,000 copies. And then uh, the rights came back to the ministry. And to this day, 250,000 copies have sold and 1 million are in print because We've given uh, a number of veterans organizations the right to print and give away copies. 
So that was, without it being a strategy, it's like what God worked. And I look back on it now and go, wow. (laughs) It is a strategy now. I mean, knowing that this is what we must produce. We've got to get this book out there. And I think there's a lot of our listeners today that truly feel in their heart of hearts, this is a work that I need to have published in some fashion. The word needs to get out. And they've tried again and again, perhaps, to broach it with a traditional publisher. And the publishers are just like, yeah, just not now. It could be a timing thing. It could be there needs to be some proof in the pudding type of deal, which is exactly what you proved with your content in your book. It it flew off the shelves when you had it in your hands. So they knew that it was viable content, or the publishers did. But then the timing of you being in the right place with the right person with the product ready to go. And I think those are key factors. And absolutely, God is in the middle of every portion of it. Wouldn't you Mm -hmm. agree? Absolutely. I mean, we couldn't have... I mean, I didn't know enough to think, oh, hey, we'll sell 10,000 copies and a big publisher will see the need and buy the right. I wasn't that smart. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. I think you're pretty smart, Athena. But God is the God around the corner. He sees what all he's saying is be obedient. Be obedient to what I'm asking you to do. And through your obedience, you're going to discover what I can do that may be and feel impossible to you. And that's what you witnessed. And that's what you experienced. And I think that is a, I'm going to be a little forward with this, but I think that that's one of the reasons why you are so driven to help writers publish their content, because you've experienced what God can do on the other side of obedience. And that is so powerful. So now let's, let's think about what seems to be the expectation with traditional publishers in order for them to consider contracting your self-published title, what are they looking at for their house? Well, they're certainly going to look at the track record and unless pretty much, I mean, I've had books over the last 30 years, I've had books that have you know, sold 1,500, 5,000, 25,000 to prove themselves. Uh, But, you know, things have changed so much in the publishing industry, in the Christian publishing industry specifically, as far as what they expect you to bring to the table. So they have to know that your platform is big enough that not only are you going to bring more sales to the table, more buyers to the table, but you've already proven with five or 10 or 15, probably at least a minimum of 10,000 is what I'm thinking. The the most recent one we had sold 15,000 before she got picked up by a traditional publisher. So it's probably more between 10 and 15,000 as far as a track record goes to get the attention of a publisher. Um, But it's also, it can't just be, you know, where you, you know, uploaded an unedited or, you know, barely edited 
manuscript to Amazon KDP and got all your friends and family to buy it and got them all to write great reviews. That's, that's not good enough. Okay. And unfortunately, there are some people who do that. So it's important. Um, the publishers are looking for quality content. They're looking for a, a significant platform where there's lots of um, interaction and engagement. And there are um, people who are looking to you as the author for answers and for encouragement and for hope. So there's kind of a combination. It's got to be a it's got to be a great story and a great product that's been written. I mean, it has to be a product of excellence. You're going to turn them off if it looks self-published or if it reads self-published. No matter what your your numbers are. But and no, having, matter, and no matter what your best friends and family and those who love you say and this is the best thing they've ever read and this is perfect and this is wonderful and you are tremendous, or we have to be willing, I believe, to step back and say, wow, I need more eyes on my content. I mm -hmm. need to be willing to release what I think is the best of the best for those who are in the industry, those who know, those who can help me move forward in my creative process here with the writing of this material, but to produce, as you said, Athena, content of excellence. Absolutely. And you'll recall in my story, we kept getting rejections. Well, that's because the content was not well-developed. It was good information, but it was not well-developed and written. That's why it needed a rewrite. And we were willing to say, hey, you're the expert, Bob Putman, go for it. We give you permission. We, you know, anyone that's good, that's vetted, that knows what they're doing as a content development type editor or coach, they are going to make sure your voice is retained, your point, you know, the points that are important for the reader are going to be included. But we, you, we have to hold it with an open hand and say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm beyond what I know how to do. Please, well, like, you know, send me the right person to do this. I like what you said. It's beyond good material, good information. We can have a book that is filled with good information. And we hear it again and again. People need to hear this. People need to read this. People need this. And more than likely, if you're writing it, they do. Not in all cases, but in, in many cases, yes, they need what you can provide. But it has to be prepared. It has to be fashioned in such a way that it goes beyond the knowledge portion it actually kickstart people into action. It engages them. It flows. It draws in. It, you know, just really kind of populates the mind of the reader where they are prompted then to do something about what they've read instead of going, oh, well, that was good information. 
It has to be good enough that not only do they, they can't stop turning the pages, but they have to tell everyone they know Mm. what they found. And that is, and that, you know, without the right developmental and content um, editing, you won't have that. You, you, I mean, we all need a good, another viewpoint, a professional viewpoint that can help us make our story or our information and content the best that it can possibly be. And that's unfortunately where most people, when they self-publish, they skip that part. I really like that. All right. So do you have some examples of those that you've worked with who have been picked up by a traditional publisher? I know we, we heard your story. And what about others that have been part of your Redemption Press organization? Well, actually, Actually, I'm going to give you uh, my three decades in publishing ah, and kind of get, wonderful. Okay, uh, I've got some great stories of examples. Um, our first big one was Holly Wagner, who was uh, a TV star who actually um, had, was in ministry with her husband. She and her husband have a big church in California, and she came to us with her first book and uh, Dumb Things He Does, Dumb Things She Does. We printed, uh, we developed it, printed 5,000 copies for her. She went and spoke at a big conference in Australia. I think it was a Hillsong conference back in, I mean, this was in the early 90s. And she ended up connecting with some Thomas Nelson people over there who bought the rights. She went into negotiations with a couple of different publishers. She's now got the God Chicks a whole line of books on God chicks and was on the front of today's Christian woman on the cover. I mean, that just catapulted her into an incredible writing ministry over the years. So that was our first, that is one of my favorites. Um, We had When Duty Calls, which was um, a handbook for families facing military separation, came out right after 9-11. And so there was a huge, the timing, it was a God thing on the timing. And that sold 25,000 copies before Cook Communications picked up the rights to it. And we had Emotional Purity. This was a gal that I met at the Right to Publish conference. She went through, I want to say, it was two printings totaling about 15,000 copies before Crossway picked up the rights. And they, they saw it because she had such great coverage into the homeschooling market where she had really made some, some inroads. And so they picked it up and ran with it. I've got tons of stories like that uh, where they've been picked up by Kriegel, by uh, Thomas Nelson, by uh, AMG, by Baker. In fact, I had one that her agent could not sell her to a publisher and finally sent her to me and said, here, get her going with a self-published version, and then let's see if I can go back and and prove it to a publisher. Which, after a year and about seventy five hundred copies, she went back and pitched the same publisher as before, and with that track record, they retitled it, changed it up a bit, and came out with a new version. This is viable knowledge, right here, folks. This is knowing that it works. But I'm going to toss something out there, Athena, with all of the books that you've mentioned, with these wonderful stories of going from self-published to 
having a traditional contract. There seems to be an underlying vein of what must occur alongside having a good or better than good content, having quality content. And that is the author must be willing to market. They must be willing to be proactive. They've got to do something as well. You can't just produce the content, have it be quality content, and then say, okay, I hope this sells. Exactly. Exactly. The author must, I mean, gone are the days when a publisher sends you on a book assigning tour, unless you're running for president, then maybe they will. But those days are gone. Most publishers don't hire a publicist for you. They do not, you know, they don't facilitate your launch, your book launch. They expect the author to be very active in the promotion and marketing of their book. So it's a different day in publishing. And then you get into the question, well, if I'm going to do all that work, why do I want to sell the rights? You know, I, I do have authors that come to that conclusion and go, you know what? I want to keep the rights and keep the profits and keep the control. Yes. And then they can. And when they sell a few copies, then they'll have that. And that would be wonderful. There are many, there are many self-published authors who are content and happy with what they have produced. And I think that there's room for that. I think that everyone who's in the writing industry, there's a place for you. Those that self-publish and they're just, they're okay with where they are. That's the route that they have chosen. I might also mention that probably 75% of the authors that I've worked with over the last 30 years who have been picked up by a traditional publisher have actually come back to me for their next project. Wow. So there is something to say for having the control and more input and some of the things that are great things about self-publishing, especially when you know, you're able to have the kind of people, a team surround you to help you yes. accomplish what you want to accomplish. Yes. And when I said sell a few copies, I didn't mean that in a negative way. Like, you know, if you're a self-published author and you're okay with where you are right now and you're happy with your book and you want to get it out there, you know how you're going to market it. You know how you're going to take care of it. You're going to sell what you sell, but you do make all the profits off of it. So that makes it excellent. And then going with a traditional house today is a little bit different than it was years ago because we do have quality means to self-pub or to go to an organization like Redemption Press and say, can we journey together as a team? And that's what you offer. I'd like you to share a little bit about Redemption Press, what you offer, and then we're going to talk about your latest compilation book and She Writes for Him Boot Camp. All right. Well, um, we as a publisher um, have a huge team of editors and coaches that help our authors create or refine the manuscript in a way that really gives it the opportunity to go beyond just them and their warm market and their family and friends. The editing end of things, the design for the not only the cover, but the interior, all the elements of producing a product that looks as good as a traditional publisher, uh, as far as product goes and content, 
and then putting it into distribution and having lots of support and help for book launches and media campaigns and all the different things that can be done now from the author's end to promote and market. So we've kind of pulled all these services kind of under one umbrella. And that would be Redemption Press and it's redemption hyphen press.com is where our listeners would go to find out more about that, correct? Correct. Yay. Now you have a new compilation book that came out. She writes for him stories of resilient faith. Let us know about that. Yes. In fact, we have about four different editions. So we have one new one coming out each quarter. And those are um, a series of some well-known authors along with the opportunity for brand new authors to have a chapter, uh, 1,500 words, and they're they're a devotional journal format. And, uh, you know, we tend to go for topics that aren't always really dealt with or talked about within the church and, you know, hard, hard things that we get through, but that God redeems and allows us to offer hope to other women. So it's a, she writes for him. Stories of Resilient Faith was the first. We have two more editions coming out uh, shortly and um, actually another one scheduled for the spring for leadership. Beautiful. Tell us about the She Writes for Him Boot Camp. That is a 21-day online initiative where we bring women together and take them from idea to manuscript blueprint and really help them hone down if they have an idea that they want to write, but they just don't know how to put it all together. We work with them to help them know exactly how to get that mapped out. And I know that right now you're finishing up with one, so there'll be more that'll come out. But you can, folks, you can go to www.shewritesforhimbootcamp.com. We'll make sure and have all of these links in the show notes as well. So we want to make sure that you are all equipped to find exactly what you need to find off of today's episode. So Athena, is there a gift of some kind that you're going to offer our listeners today? I am. We have an editing essentials ebook that I would love to provide um, as a complimentary encouragement from Redemption Press for anyone that's listening, because no matter who you work with, you got to have a great coach and a great editor to make sure your work shines. Thank you so much, Athena. This has been just a great time. Wonderful content. Self-published authors, there are ways for you to move forward in the industry. Don't give up on what you're doing. Being self-published is not a bad thing. It could actually turn out to be one of the best things you've ever done. And then to move forward into traditional publication, if that is the goal that you have. And as Athena mentioned earlier, a lot of traditional published authors come back and say, let's do this again. And walking through the self-publication process. Athena, thank you so much for being here with us today on Your Best Writing Life. Oh, it's been a joy. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. For all of you out there, what we offer here on Your Best Writing Life are prompts, words of encouragement, practical application that you can apply right now today. Never fear with what God has placed in your heart to put down on paper. 
Don't fear it. Walk straight into it and get it done, get it down, and let Him take care of the details. He is faithful to do that. Faithful to do that. I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.